Hello everyone, this is Casey Fisek from IPA and welcome to the IPA Board of Pharmacy What, Why, and How podcast where we talk about what action the board took today, why they took that action, and how it affects your practice. I am joined again by Sue Mears from the Board of Pharmacy. Pharmacy, <laughs> excuse me, hot start today. She's going to fill us in on everything, not quite everything, but some of the major actions that the board took today. Uh, at their meeting. Sue, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. I think just to, to start off, um, might be uh, helpful to know, or at least a good announcement for everyone listening, that the governor's office has decided to reappoint some of our board members. That is correct. Yeah, Gail and Brett um, have been reappointed, and we'll just wait for Senate confirmation on that. And then the governor did appoint a new public member, oh. um, and I I don't know her her name offhand just yet but. yeah so there'll be a, uh, at least one new face for the yeah. board but some familiar faces again and um, certainly don't expect any trouble with senate confirmation and happy to have gail and brett coming back again they've been great board members for sure bring some good perspective yeah. a few other notes before we dive into the the changes to rules um I know there was some mention around some PMP resources that the board is making available that I think it might be helpful for everyone to be aware of. Um, an FAQ on the PMP, some live training coming up, and then a, a legislative report that was sent to the legislature also. I'm assuming, Sue, those are all on the Board of Pharmacy website or um, may, maybe uh, news or information coming out soon on those, but I uh, would encourage you all to be aware uh, of some of those resources out there. and. Um, make sure you're utilizing those uh, if you're interested or if you need to. Well, now we can get into your bread and butter, Sue. How about that? Very good, very good. Uh, looking towards some of the actions that the board took on rulemakings today, some interesting um, changes or even some processes that some of our listeners might not be familiar with, but um, can you explain um, the proposed termination of rulemaking that uh, surrounded Chapter 6 and and the, the, the vote that the board took on that today. I don't think that's um, something I'm even really, you know, don't see too often yeah. as far as terminating a rulemaking. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often, but in this instance, um, this proposed rulemaking uh, would have amended Chapter 6 for general pharmacy practice, and what the rulemaking would have allowed was for one pharmacy to provide prescription information to another pharmacy about a patient's medication so that that other pharmacy could fill a short-term three-day supply um, without it constituting a transfer. So where this idea um, originated was in long-term care setting where patient gets admitted, um, they need to have a local pharmacy fill a three-day supply of medication to get them by until the pharmacy can make their regular delivery. Um, and so the board did receive some comments during the public comment period, and it made um, them want to take a closer look at uh, the language um, and to be a little bit more clear in certain aspects of the language. So um, the, the, the rulemaking was originally noticed in, I think it was in October, and just the general rulemaking process um, by law, the rulemaking would automatically um, expire in six, in six months if it has not either been adopted or amended, uh, filed a new amended um, notice of intended action. So in this case, um, the board won't meet now again until May. So we would be exceeding that six month period of time because the rules committee wants to 
look at that language a little bit longer and more deeper. Um, so they wouldn't be able to have an amended notice of intended action until May, and that would exceed the six-month window. So at this point, the board just has to terminate that original rulemaking and start over from scratch. So that's what the board voted to do today is to terminate that rulemaking, and then we will continue that discussion and review of that language at the Rules Committee and then bring um, a new notice of intended action to the the full board for their consideration at a future meeting okay so you answered my question i was going to ask if you suspect it to come back up again. absolutely yep. and then um, probably at that time incorporate some of the concerns that the board had received um, i would imagine or do you yeah or just provide better clarification in what situations and um, i think one of the comments related to just a three-day supply as opposed to maybe a more generic um, short-term supply right. that isn't limited to three days so okay. just one example of um, yeah just looking more closely at those and seeing if there's better language that would um, meet the intent um, and provide um, provide better direction for yeah. pharmacies. Well, that was a perfect example of uh, the what, why, and how, I think. And yeah. then even wrapped in, wrapped in some in, interesting information about some of the laws behind rulemaking yeah. in general. So um, definitely uh, very uh, interesting surrounding the process, and we'll be on the lookout, I guess, for the new rule to Absolutely. come forward. Absolutely, yep. The next proposed uh, notice of intended action I think I wanted to talk about was surrounding Chapter 8, some changes regarding DUR, Drug Utilization Review? Right. Yeah, so the board, of course, has a rule in Chapter 8 that requires a pharmacy to perform drug utilization review. And that, um, you know, in order to do that properly, I mean, the, the pharmacy would have to know what all medications a patient is taking, whether they get them all from your pharmacy or not, and what over-the-counter medications they're taking and what allergies they might have and what um, their drug uh, or what their disease states um, might be um, that they may not know yet. Um, so this proposed rulemaking simply adds language that makes it clear that the board's expectation is that the pharmacy is collecting all of that information that is necessary to perform that drug utilization review that has been required for some time. Um, and then it also allows the pharmacist to delegate collection of that information to a technician or an intern. I could see where that would be helpful in, in some of those situations to utilize the technician and um, you know, looking at the rule change when the board says a complete list, well, you, the intent then is a complete mm -hmm. comprehensive list then, I imagine. Correct. Even if it's not filled at your pharmacy. Yep. Okay, great. And that, that's helpful. And that's proposed notice of intended action, so. Yes, correct. So that will get filed and it will be published for uh, a three-week uh, public comment period. Gotcha. And is that open now? No, no. It, the whole process of filing rules we have to file it with the governor's office for their approval and so it will probably be sometime in March that it would actually be filed um, and published okay. for public comment yep lots of hoops but we send jokes. out a press release yes. when that happens too so people are aware okay great for that well that's pretty much what I had on my list for some of the rule makings but um, I know the board did vote on adopting uh, new statewide protocols uh, so updating and adopting um, some minor changes, I think, on top of what existed last year for statewide protocols. I don't know if yep. um, you can walk us through the action that the board took there. Yeah, certainly. So last year, uh, the board approved initial statewide protocols relating to nicotine replacement uh, therapy and naloxone 
uh, distribution and then also for immunization. So those protocols were approved um, and given an automatic renewal in one year um, unless the board had some changes to those protocols. Um, and so for the nicotine replacement and the naloxone protocols, the board did not have any proposed changes. So those will just renew as is on April 5th. Uh, for the immunization statewide protocol, uh, we did have some proposed changes for the board to incorporate new guideline changes from ACIP and through the CDC. So we've made those proposed uh, changes. The board looked at those today and approved of those changes. So we'll make those changes in that protocol then we'll be um, updated on April 5th. April 5th? Yep. Okay, so a date to remember there. Uh, one reminder too, just for those listening, to check your online profiles related to statewide protocols uh, for the board. I know there's some questions I, sometimes that I pass along to us that um, you might need to answer on those, so just be aware of that. Um, and then just as a reminder too, uh, I, if you're regular listeners, I know we've touched on this a while, but uh, immunization laws are changing in the state of Iowa related to pharmacists. So um, where it used to be under a local protocol with a physician, that old law is set to sunset, and then it will be exclusively under a statewide protocol that pharmacists will provide immunizations, and then also pursuant to prescription um, from a prescriber as well. But uh, always try to take an opportunity to highlight that in case you're not aware and um, need to update any changes so you can utilize the protocol. Yeah, and I just would clarify, we still get a lot of questions from pharmacies on under that uh, statewide protocol of the board, who is the prescriber, and in those in that case, it will be the pharmacist who is making that determination um, under that protocol that that immunization is what is appropriate for that patient, and so whatever pharmacist is making that determination, that would be essentially the prescriber of record and the individual who would be listed as the prescriber. And Sue, where can the protocols be found? How can they be utilized? Just sure. Yeah, they're on the board's website, um, just pharmacy.iowa.gov. And I believe there might be a link just right on the home page um, for resources. Great. Uh, but they're certainly on the board's website, even if you do a search for statewide protocols. Well, that's easy enough. And, yeah. uh, you know, another great tie-in uh, as we sort of we're right in the middle of the legislative session here. Um, there is some pending legislation that IPA has uh, been supportive of and the Board of Pharmacy as well that would add additional statewide protocols. So, um, you know, hopefully uh, soon, uh, not to put more work on DUSU, but we'll have some additional <laughs> statewide protocols for point of care testing and treatment and then all tobacco cessation products. But obviously that's dependent on uh, the legislative process. But that, uh, that bill has been moving through the legislature and is still alive. So. Um, potentially could have more updates on additional statewide protocols soon. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with the little bit of time we have left, Sue, do you want to just give us a quick rundown since we are in the middle of the legislative sure. session where the Board of Pharmacy bills stand? I think uh, a lot of positive stuff to report. Yeah. yeah, so this year the Board has three bills that it introduced, um, one relating to pharmacy practice, um, and that had a number of components in it, and I don't have it in front of me, so hopefully I'll remember some of the highlights, but it would, um, uh, it would, remove the limitation of a tech trainee to only one year and it would allow the board to determine in rules the amount of time that a technician could be a trainee before they would have to be a certified pharmacy technician. Um, so that's part of that bill. Um, it requires uh, outsourcing facilities to have an inspection within the last two years in order for their renewal. Uh, it would allow prescription adaptation, Collaborative practice. Collaborative practice agreements are part of that that would codify that. 
Um, it also would switch to a code section for pilot or demonstration research projects as opposed to just being in Iowa X hanging out there. Um, those are the things that are coming to mind right now. So <laughs> that bill um, has made it through the first funnel, so it has been approved in the House um, by a full committee, so that will remain uh, to be considered this session. So between now and the next month, though, it'll have to be fully approved by the House, get over to the Senate, and be approved by a Senate full committee for it to pass the second funnel. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and then the board's two other bills relate to controlled substances and the PMP. Uh, and the controlled substance bill is, for the most part, just the general um, making permanent scheduling actions that the board has done temporarily through rulemaking. Um, that's something that they have to do every every year. Um, the bill did not get through the legislature last year that would have made some of those um, actions permanent, so it's imperative that it gets done this year, and that's looking good so far. The PMP bill um, would expand PMP reporting to include all Schedule 5 controlled substances, including over-the-counter cough medicines with codeine, but excluding pseudoephedrine um, sold over-the-counter. Um, so those bills have made it all the way through the Senate, have been approved by the full Senate chamber, and then on the House side, they have made it through um, full committee. So those two bills are looking quite good this year. Yeah, lots of moving pieces, but yeah. lots of good stuff going on too. Well, I appreciate your time today, Sue. I know you guys still have some more work to do in the afternoon, um, but thanks as always, and thank you to everyone for listening. Please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions on what we talked about, um, but otherwise, please uh, tune in again at the next Board of Pharmacy meeting, May 5th and 6th. Do I have that right? Sounds right. Yep. <laughs> All right. Good well, thank you, Sue, and thank you, everyone, again. And uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Or you hear from us soon, I guess <laughs> you could say. Well, thank you. Thanks.